I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Wikishuffle. We're back for 2016. My name's Jack. This is Chris. Hello. And this is Phil. Hello. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year oh, to and you. Happy New Year. We saw New Year in together. We did. Like, this is just a we little did, bit of, nice. of podcast tomfoolery here. We pretend we've not yeah. seen each other. Radio, the radio magic. Mm. Yeah, we, we were together for the for the bongs. What? <laughs> we, we played board games. Remember that? We had a big party. A big bong. Bong. We had a big party. Yeah, Wiki like, Shuffle HQ, in fact. Yeah, it was like the end of When Harry Met Sally. I am not familiar with this... It's the only film I can think of that features any New Year's activity. What about um, Happy New Year? Yeah, well, I haven't seen that, obviously. No, no. Good. Okay, we've still got it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it feels like a very long time since we recorded anything. We did three Christmas specials all in one go, nearly killed us and made us all never want to podcast ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we had four weeks off. Mm-hmm. And, and here we are. And here we are, fresh-faced and bushy-tailed. None of us are fresh-faced. No, I'm definitely not bushy-tailed. Oh. What happened oh, to your well. tail? It's just, it's all sagging. Oh, oh. saggy tail. Saggy tail. Uh, so, for those of you who haven't listened before, we press the random article button on Wikipedia, and we talk about whatever comes up. <laughs> So our first article for 2016, and it's a bit of a doozy, Mm. a list of mentally ill monarchs. Excellent. Oh, good. I bet there were loads. I bet this is a long list. It's, it's, It's fairly brief. It's not a short list, but it's it's fairly brief in the description, so we should crack through this one. Crack through. Um, we crack did into 2016. With some mentally ill monarchs. With some yeah. disabilities. Because <laughs> the point of this podcast is just to get through as much as we possibly can, as quickly as we mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. No need home. for depth of content, and things then we can get out of here. Yeah, things to do. This is a list of monarchs who have been described as mentally ill in some way by historians past or present. Some would say that's a rude thing to say about someone if they haven't. That's quite rude. Has somebody called called you (laughs) mentally ill recently, Chris? It would only be you if anyone has. Really? That wouldn't be that mean. (laughs) Come on. I think it's only rude if they're not. If they are, then it's probably of quite historical significance isn't it hmm. yeah yeah especially if they did some mad stuff <laughs> they've called it mental illness you're calling it mad who's being disrespectful now <laughs> good point in many cases it is difficult to ascertain whether a given historical monarch did in fact possess a genuine mental illness of some sort 
whether he or she was merely eccentric or suffering symptoms of a physical illness or whether he or she was just disliked by chroniclers. This list is incomplete. You can help by expanding it. So if anybody listening knows of any other mad monarchs, then do add them too. I think Prince Big Charles Wikipedia is going to do a good job of helping expand that list. Let's hope so. The Ancient World. Nebuchadnezzar II of Babylon reigned from 605 BC to 562 BC. He allegedly became insane for a period of seven years. Just seven. Probably broke a mirror. Um, I wanted more. Yeah. I'd like to know what he did to make details. people think. We could click on the article. I bet it's massive. But, yeah, it's, it's going to... Anybody called Nebuchadnezzar has got a big article. There's a specific section on Nebuchadnezzar's um, page called Bout of Insanity. During his reign, Nebuchadnezzar loses his sanity and lives in the wild like an animal for seven years. That's much better than just lost his... Come on. After this, his sanity and position are restored. So he just turns up after seven years. Yeah, I've been living like an animal. I'm ready to be king again now. And everyone just said, yeah, fine, fair enough. It is your birthright. (laughs) Theologians have interpreted this story in several ways. Origen attributed the metamorphosis as a representation of the fall of Lucifer. Bodin and Cluvier maintained it was a metamorphosis of both soul and body, while Tertullian confined the transformation to the body only without the loss of reason. Some Jewish rabbis asserted that there was an exchange of souls between the man and an ox, while others argued for an apparent Docetic change which was not real. Anyone know what Docetic means? No, but we're already down a wiki hole, so... (sighs) I'm surprised this doesn't happen to us more often. It does happen quite a lot. Does it? We edit it out quite a lot of the time. Oh, it's the assertion that Jesus only appeared to have a physical body and was ultimately of celestial substance. Uh. So it's religious bollocks. Mm. (laughs) Basically what this boils down to, having just read ahead a few sentences, um, looks like he had syphilis. Oh, okay. Or he had Lucifer inside him, or that Jesus Mm. thing. I'm going to go with syphilis. An attack of clinical lycanthropy. Turn into a werewolf. Which is is a psychiatric syndrome that involves a delusion that the affected person can transform into, has transformed into, or is a non-human animal. Oh, so he was a werewolf. That makes sense. There's a picture depicting his period as an animal. If you've seen that by William Blake. It is absolutely terrifying. Seems to have had all of the skin flayed from his body as well. But not his beard. No, there's. It looks kind of like you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that you could live in a cave, Phil? Yeah, I don't mean that in any case. That I could live in a cave. Yeah, because you're quite handy. You know how to do. Like we came in today, and you were doing a fuse or something. I've never seen the likes of it. They don't (laughs) have them in caves, though. (laughs) I know, I know, but like I I imagine wiring. If you could, I know you're a vegetarian. If you could kill a plant and eat it, then you could keep yourself going. Yeah. And I reckon you could like build a nice little chair made out of stone okay. I don't know I'm grow tired. your beard even longer and she'd be like known as the oh it's that wise man that the, well some say wise others say mad yeah. that lives in the woods and then seven years later he could return and ask to be on the podcast again <laughs> would you let me back no oh. be interesting. it's an interesting podcast but you'd have no stories <laughs> I'd have yeah. no stories no just about you know, some spring onions I'd captured yeah. and killed and apparently. killed <laughs> so Nebuchadnezzar spent seven years as an animal I think we can call that actual madness. 
Yep, I would agree. Oh, is that what we're we diagnosing? Yeah, we yeah. we want to see if people are just okay. making this stuff up. There seems to be sufficient evidence that this really happened. We're we going to go for syphilis then. It could be syphilitic or just this lycanthropy. I like the idea of that. Mm, Werewolves were big syphilis. at one point. I've had. <laughs> what do you mean, like, in terms of people thought they were real? They yeah, they're a big deal. I think it was the eighties, wasn't it? <laughs> was it? Yeah. Teen Wolf was big in the 80s, that's true. American Werewolf from London. Big. Shakira She-Wolf. That's <laughs> a great song. Such a good song. But we're only one mental crazy into our list. So let's focus. Okay. okay. Focus. Next from the ancient world, we have Hantilly I, who had paranoia. Citation. Citation needed. Hantilly I. Who was Hantilly I? was king of the Hittites during the Hittite Old Kingdom. His reign lasted for 30 years from 1526 to 1496 BC. There's a quote here um, from when he developed paranoia. And apparently he said to himself, What is this, brackets, that I have done? Square brackets, why did I listen to, square brackets, the words of Zidanta, my son, square brackets, son-in-law? As soon as... Broken square brackets. He <laughs> reigned square brackets as king. The gods sought brackets justice for the blood of Mercilli. Well, I don't know what that means. No, and if he typed that, I'd say it was insane. That's yes. what he was typing. So the brackets there are supposed to add clarity there. Yeah, they don't. But they all. don't. So if you take them out, what you've actually got is what is this I have done? Did I listen to Zidanta as soon as he reigned? The gods sought the blood of Mercilli. That's a lot better. It doesn't make more sense. Sometimes brackets are just fun to type. And as evidence of clinical paranoia, I'd say that's lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's literally just asked a question. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it took back then. Yeah, I mean, self-analysis is not necessarily paranoia. So I think that we've found our first questionable one on the list. Okay, yeah. so we've got... So, it's one, one. Okay. one. Sane and sane. One, one apiece. This is a fun game. It is a fun game. I don't think you could do it now, like to people. Well, we're doing it now. Yeah, but we're doing it to people of old. Um, you can wash your rule. If they're dead, you can say what you like. That's not my rule. That <laughs> is your rule. That's not my rule. It's it the law we of the land. Libel, we can't libel the dead. Yeah. That's not my rule. I didn't make that up. Oh, I thought it was yours. I don't know why I believed it. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. You should believe oh, it, okay. but you're just crediting the wrong source. On to Roman emperors. Now, these guys are a bit mm. bag of spanners, weren't they? Tiberius was a paranoid sexual deviant. Who isn't? Well, exactly. Let's see if he was enough of a paranoid sexual deviant for us to think he belongs on the list. Uh, uh, well, yes. Suetonius, don't know who that is, but I'm going to say he's to be trusted. He records the rumours of lurid tales of sexual perversity, including graphic depictions of child molestation and cruelty. Um, so, yeah, not, not great, not cool. Caligula was the nephew of Tiberius and he suffered from paranoia and narcissism. Again, not sure if those things on their own are necessarily mental illnesses. Believing that he was a god may have escalated yeah. a little here and that the god of the sea was plotting against him. Don't we all? He was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. made his horse a senator, <laughs> ordered political... <laughs> I, was, I was with him until that. <laughs> I mean, it was a good horse. 
I yeah. don't know if he was up to the role of senator. He ordered political prisoners decapitated over dinner, married his sister, and ordered political assassinations. <laughs> According to multiple you know classical sources, his mental health deteriorated suddenly after a severe fever that nearly killed him. This suggests that organic brain damage from high blood body temperature or encephalitis, possibly malarial, may have played a causative role instead of or alongside a pre-existing mental illness. Unless the horse did have a really convincing case. In which case, yeah, you don't know the full story. I didn't see Maybe he gave good advice. Yeah. We all know about Caligula. I'm going to say mentally ill. I don't think it's fair to judge until we spoke to the horse, but fine. We're not going to be able to speak to the horse. Just because the horse had a job doesn't mean that it's the correct thing. <laughs> he had a job, therefore I respect it. Nero was the nephew of Caligula and is the next on our list. He suffered from the same disorders as his uncle, along with histrionic personality disorder. He ordered the deaths of his mother and stepbrother, had Christians crucified and burned, declared himself a god, allegedly played the lyre during the fire of Rome. A lot of them declare themselves as god. That seems to be a common theme. But if you're already... The Emperor of Rome. You see, this is why you, know, you shouldn't give people that much power because yeah. it just goes to their heads. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Justin Bieber. Yep, he did that. Too much power. Yeah. What's, been, what's he done? Released the... a succession of bangers. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's really gone to his head. Well, no, the the drag racing in the middle of the night oh, on that, streets. That was and... just being a teenager. He's past that. That now, was just he? being a teenager. He's did you just... in your teenage years? Did you go drag racing? If I'd had a drag, I would have done it. Um, yeah he's if you've got all the money in the world and you're Justin Bieber of course you're going to do that but now he's settled down he's being a nice lad now he's recording some good tropical house songs tropical house that's what it's called granddad is it get with the times I didn't know this and I'm nowhere near as old as you so I don't want to be young good because you're not going to be Commodus suffered from narcissistic... Do we want to know more about Nero? Sorry, I don't necessarily want to know more. I just want to make a snap decision on whether he was mentally ill or not. I'm going to say yes. I'd say so. Declaring yourself God, that's a mental illness. So you've got... Ordering the deaths of your mother and stepbrother. That's that's unpleasant. So you're saying that that Jesus was mentally ill? um, Yeah, I think Jesus might have been mentally ill. I think so as well. I think that's the most likely explanation. Yeah. Commodus... He suffered from narcissistic and histrionic personality disorders, respectively renamed Rome, the Empire, the Praetorian Guard and various streets after himself. I would do that, though. If you were king, yeah. everywhere would be Chris Town. Yeah. This is not that unusual, is it? No. Chris Town. He also believed himself to be the reincarnation of Hercules and had a servant burned to death for making his bath too cold. Just put some hot in. Just put some hot in. That's fine. And if you're burning someone to death, you've got the method to make fire. Yeah. So you can heat it up yourself. But you are, like, the boss. And you've got to show your subjects who's the boss. By burning them alive. Sometimes things happen. Get my bath right. Yeah? See, I think we're, we're both a little bit mentile in, in slightly different ways. Yeah, maybe a little you bit. You with the burning everyone that... I, no, I didn't say burning everyone. And me with just killing a small handful of babies. <laughs> What's Phil's problem? Oh, I don't have any problems. I'm a well-balanced human being. And that's the only bit that's staying in the podcast. 
yeah, Phil is taking over the editing duties, so you may notice a marked improvement in the editing from yeah. this episode onwards. And certainly some procedural bias. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've, yes. I've had almost a year of that, so... Yeah, Time's so you're going to see the real Jack now after he's spent the last year editing out all of his Do you faux think I've pas. come across well in the previous podcast? Because yeah, I don't think I have. <laughs> good point. But, but they I haven't think I've been got... pretty fair. Elagabalus. 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 Elijah Baloo. <laughs> Definitely not that one. <laughs> Anybody else want to chip in with their version of what this Emperor's I name might be? I'd say Elagabalus. Elijah Baloo. <laughs> oh, this one's good. Oh my god, this one's really good. This one's Read good. this. This one might be the craziest. It's it's a bit more. Oh, he's brilliant. It's a bit smaller than the others. However, Elagabalus catapulted venomous snakes at the people of Rome. <laughs> Yeah. He invited guests to dinner only to give them inedible bread and leave lions <laughs> in their bedrooms. <laughs> the lions in their bedrooms is much worse than the inedible bread. You'd be feeling pissed off. This bread yeah. is disgusting. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Oh. Things are going to get worse. <laughs> he used children's entrails for divination. Fair. He held lotteries for which the prizes consisted of wooden boxes <laughs> containing bees, dead dogs, and flies. It's like Ant and Dex Saturday Night Takeaway. <laughs> yeah. And he turned the royal palace into a public brothel. Fair. I like, he's, he's my favourite. He is my favourite person ever. He just what sounds guy. like a joker. It's like, just japes. Yeah. It's just japes. <laughs> yeah. Practical jokes. Like with a bit of the bread, you just come, come around, have some dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get his mate to go and drop the lines off I see that night, night. <laughs> sleep well on his dedicated page there's a picture of his bust and the first word that comes to mind when you see this bust is lad yeah. <laughs> look at him he's a lad isn't he he's got the proper lad haircut Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also married and divorced five women uh, he, ab- he abandoned his first one and then return- oh, I don't know it's too complicated it's like an episode of Hollyoaks. Uh, but apparently he did paint his eyes, epilate his hair and wear wigs before prostituting himself in taverns and brothels and even in the Imperial Palace. Nice. That's pretty cool. It's pretty funny. Would you want to have sex with a cross-dressing king? Why not? You'd have to. He's put lions in your bedroom. What's the, the bit about the prizes? Bees, dead dogs and flies. I had a prize on my toothbrush when I woke up this morning. Oh, I had a dead fly on my toothbrush. That's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And I didn't know what to do. But I'd used it. I, like, I washed it off and I just used it. Because what? What, what else can you do? See, I just thought you wouldn't. I just thought you'd have just thrown that. Normally I would, because I've got like replacement heads for the toothbrush at home. But I'm house-sitting for my sister at the minute, so I didn't have that option. I thought it was either brush my teeth or not. Mm. So I'll brush yeah. my teeth. Either then... brush your teeth with the carcass of a dead fly or not, yeah. is how other people might see that option, mm, those options. Know. And then I, um, I hadn't quite woken up, so I managed to spray deodorant directly into my mouth. Which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. What part of the routine? Yeah, it's, oh, not like, well. it's not like you've just got the nozzle facing in the wrong direction. We've all done that. Just got some um, really sweaty lungs. <laughs> sweaty lungs that are now 24-hour protected. After that, I did think that your lungs were smelling pretty fresh today. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Islamic caliphs. So there are three listed Islamic caliphs. Fatimid al-Hakim bi Amir Allah, the Ottoman Caliph Ibrahim I, and the Ottoman Caliph, Caliph Murad V. 
but clicking through on those, there's not very much about their actual madness, and I don't fancy getting myself on any sort of register. So we'll just mm-hmm. we'll just drive past that. Oh, so you're happy to See you later. you're happy to talk shit about the Catholic nutters. Yep. But not the Islamic ones. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's okay. you, you've That's interpreted that correctly. Then we're going on to European monarchs now. I've got fine. no problem saying <laughs> what I like fine. about those. But I'm pretty sure that history is wrong and every single Islamic caliph has been of perfectly sane mind. Yep. European monarchs. King Charles VI of France from 1368 to 1422 was known as Charles Le Fou or Charles the Mad. They're not very inventive with their end bits. They're always just the mad. Not like Charles the Bonkers or anything. Just Charles the Mad. Terry the Mad. Terry. Yeah. King Terry. King Terry. <laughs> they must have been like Terry. So for a little while, King Charles VI was known as Charles the Beloved. But oh. then in August 1392, en route to Brittany with his army in the forest of Le Mans, Charles suddenly went mad and slew four knights and almost killed his brother. What? Oh. Went a bit crazy. Bad mood. From then on, Charles's bouts of insanity became more frequent and of longer duration. During these attacks, he had delusions, believing he was made of glass or denying he had a wife and children. He could also attack servants or run until exhaustion, <laughs> wailing that he was threatened by his enemies. Between crises, there were intervals of months during which Charles was relatively sane. However, unable to concentrate or make decisions, political power was taken away from him by the princes of the blood, which would cause much chaos and conflict in France. Yeah. He thought he was mm. made of glass. thought he was made of glass. And he was denying he had a wife and children. Ooh, but a that's lot not, of people do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. The glass thing, though. Mentally ill, yeah. Well, but it's a thing, apparently. The glass delusion is an external manifestation of a psychiatric disorder recorded in Europe, mainly in the late Middle Ages. People feared that they were made of glass and therefore likely to shatter into pieces. One famous early sufferer was King Charles VI of France, who refused to allow people to touch him and wore reinforced clothing to protect himself from accidental shattering. God. How did you think that, delusion. We're also... Quite squishy. We're all quite squishy. Yes. Some more than others. I'm a biology man. <laughs> Apparently Tchaikovsky suffered from the glass delusion a little really? bit as well. Next up, Queen Joanna of Castile, known as Juana la Loca, Joanna the Mad. Mm. You're right. See? There's not a lot of they could have done ingenuity here. As a young woman, she was known to be highly intelligent. It was only after her marriage that the first suspicions of mental illness arose. I spotted a nice little thing about Joanna. At the age of 16, she was betrothed to Philip the Handsome. Oh, well, we all have that name. He doesn't look very handsome. By his... Back then, everyone was handsome. Well, were the they? standards were a bit lower. Fwoah, Philip the Handsome. Fwoah. Look at that prominent chin and long nose and eyes that were a bit weird and a haircut that's awful. <laughs> it's uncanny, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> As a young woman, she was known to be highly intelligent. It was only after her marriage that the first suspicions of mental illness arose. One reason for this may be due to the sympathy she showed for Martin Luther's ideas. Some historians comment that she may have suffered from melancholia, a depressive disorder or psychosis, or a case of inherited schizophrenia. There is debate about the diagnosis that she was mentally ill. King Eric XIV of Sweden suffered from alcoholism, explosive rage attacks, serious mental instability and paranoia, ordered mass executions and murdered his own son. His madness was likely the result of mercury poisoning. Citation needed. 
Mercury poisoning. That did for a few, didn't it? It did. Why, mm. why was that? Why was it so popular? People just couldn't get enough of their mercury. Mm. Just loved it. I thought it was tasty. Yeah. Is Mad Hatter's disease mercury poisoning? I think so, yeah. That's from putting the pins in their mouth while they were yeah. hatting. Mm. Um, now, take this, any suggestion that they don't have interesting names for mad monarchs. Okay. Tsar Fyodor I of Russia, son of Ivan IV, was known as Fyodor the Bellringer. Oh. I like that. Yeah. You know what that's saying, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a clanger. Yeah, that's good. That's a witty one. They put he thought was, in it. I like he that. was reportedly, reputedly mentally disabled. There's a point. The Queen is now, like, 90? She's like, the same age as my grandma, I believe, who is just turned 90. So okay. I think she's 90 or 91. So she must be at quite a risk of, of going a bit nuts and getting dementia or yeah. something. Yeah. If that was the case, would she still remain queen? Good question. Thank you. Um, Do you just take the power away? You can't say, queen, are you going to just give it to Charles? Because she'll be like, who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the locking her in a tower option, that's probably not on the cards in the 21st century, nope. is it? So what are we going to do with her? One thing, I've always found it really sad about the queen. I'm not a monarchy person, but the queens... She always gradually looks worse. And I just find that really sad. Every time I got my money out, my face was ageing along with my money. <laughs> well, it is. Right, yes. <laughs> First of all, well, it yeah, is. But what like, happens. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But she is now. She's like really old and like a 20p. So you think every time she gets a new, every newly time... minted coin, she thinks, oh, Jesus, I'm getting old. Do you think the Queen yeah. uses coins yeah, as a mirror? Well, every yeah. time she goes... Like... She doesn't... <laughs> She doesn't know what she looks like until she gets a new coin. Well, every a time new she goes to like, Morrison's, or gets some bread and milk, whatever, <laughs> and she gets all the coppers out. Yeah, self-service oh, checkout. It's embarrassing for her because she's like, what's doing like this one? She might give her like, the old ones because they still in circulation. That's what you I do. What? I bet she doesn't give a shit about the 5p bag charge. I bet she doesn't <laughs> care. No. Not even registered. Well, she, I, to be honest, I think she's one of those she's got definitely got a bag for life. To be honest, I'd, I, I'd want her to be one of the people that don't give a shit about it because the people that do give a shit about it are all bellends. They are. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I think she has bags for life in the yeah, boot. She'll have the, yeah, she'll have the a good boot of a Range Rover or whatever she's mm. got. She has yeah. got a, a car. Have you seen that picture of her like, driving, driving around? I've seen, I've seen some I don't think she's allowed to. I don't think she's got a license. She doesn't have a license. No one can stop her. She one. drives on private ground. I don't think she drives um, in public. I feel like this is rampant speculation that you don't actually know this much about no, I'm the pretty no, sure I think this it's true. I'm pretty sure this is true. But then she sneaks out to Tesco's. She doesn't go to Tesco. <laughs> well, which one would she shop at? Waitrose. No. She's not going to shop at Tesco. She should pop down Tesco's. It's closer. The only person in the United Kingdom who is not required to have a driving license in order to drive is the Queen. She also does not require number plates on any vehicles which are personally owned by herself or her closest family members. Queen Maria I of Portugal was known as Maria La Luca, Maria the Mad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not all exciting. It says, when her palace burnt down in 1794, uh, the court was moved to a place called Quellas, where the ill queen would lie in her apartment all day. Visitors would, would complain of terrible screams that would echo throughout the palace. King George III of the United Kingdom, we've heard of this one. Mm. He suffered from porphyria, which gave him explosive rage attacks, panic attacks, delusions, and visual and auditory hallucinations. Porphyria is that? That's a, that's a blood one, isn't it? 
Yes, you are correct. The mm-hmm. porphyrias Sometimes are a group just know stuff. of rare diseases in which chemical substances called porphyrins accumulate. The body requires porphyrins to produce heme, which carries oxygen in the blood. Heme. Uh, apparently, he he was he became uh, sorry. He developed dementia and became completely blind and increasingly deaf. He was incapable of knowing or understanding either that he was declared king or that his wife died in eighteen eighteen. At Christmas 1819, he spoke nonsense for 58 hours. What, constant? Constant nonsense for 58 hours. God. But we, it was we, over Christmas, so we're all yeah. used to having family members that do that. And we must have hit 58 hours by now, haven't we? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, roughly, we yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're working our way towards 58 hours of nonsense. I have to say, I'm a little bit disappointed by the quality of the, yeah. the madnesses yeah. there. I wanted something a bit more rip-roaring. Other than Ilagabalus... Legibus. Our new favourite, yeah, yeah. the the lad emperor. I don't feel like I've I've taken on any new favourites there, and I no. thought I might. Um, That's a good one to have, though. Venom snakes, boxes of bees. Yeah, good work. Children's entrails. Children's entrails. Lions yeah. in the bedroom. Jolly Jack's lost mine. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. sounds fun. Jolly Jack. Has anyone ever called you Jolly Jack? God, they, have, no. they have, but only in the sense that fat people are jolly. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> it's in the ironic. Sense that I'm actually jolly. You're, no, there's no jolly with you. All right. Can we just read the goddamn article, please? <laughs> Jolly Jack's Lost Mine is a legend about a hidden placer mine supposed to be located in the boundary country of British Columbia. The mine has been written about by local historians and various magazines. Many have searched for the lost placer mine of Jolly Jack. It is a local legend in the Boundary Country. Ooh, Ooh interesting. What's, what's in it? Metal? Gold? Gold. <gasps> Loot. Loot. Pirate's treasure. Ooh. Like the Goonies. Placer mining is frequently used for precious metals, particularly gold and gemstones. Mm, Work that out. Like Indiana Jones and your Lara Croft. My Lara Croft? Your Lara Croft. Why is she my Lara Croft? No, you're Lara Croft. No, you are Lara Croft. And I'm Indiana Jones. Oh, I see. Right. Oh, okay. I'm I'm with that. I'm not going in any mines. I'm just going to look in front of a mirror and touch myself. (laughs) Your triangle boobs. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Because you're obviously that one. Yeah. From the 90s. Why about a triangle boob? <laughs> I'm Harrison Virginia. Ford. Yeah. And you're like pixelated. 1995, <laughs> lock the butler in the fridge, Lara yeah. Croft. Okay. Uh, who, who am I in this scenario? Uh, I think another adventure. You are Nicolas Cage in National Treasure. Bullshit. No way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Phil okay. looks like an old prospector. So... <laughs> what? Our choice story too? Yeah. So, because only two of my teeth actually meet. <laughs> <laughs> The legend, a prospector named Jack Thornton, had been prospecting many creeks around the city of Greenwood, British Columbia. Jack Thornton was also known as Jolly Jack and had been in the US Navy at one time. Thornton lived in a cabin located near Boundary Creek. Thornton discovered a source of placer gold somewhere near Greenwood around 1900. The gold discovered was coarse and heavy with nuggets weighing an ounce. Nuggets. Nuggets. The Wiki Shuffle podcast is brought to you by the word nugget. I think that was one of the first things we said in like the first episode. Yep. Well, a good callback. This is a callback, is it? Yeah. This gold was red and heavily oxidized like dark copper. Thornton never revealed the location of the source of his placer gold. 
1967, May Jones, one of Thornton's surviving daughters, left an account at the Greenwood Museum. Phil, could you read this next bit in an Old West prospector's daughter style voice, please? I'll do my best. My mother told me that my father really had found something very rich. But where it was, he took to the grave beyond with him. It was in the spring of the year. He left home in the morning and was back at night. He had a baking powder can full of nuggets. When he came home, he was old and so was his horse. So he could not have gone far. She told her... That they had stuck it rich at last. But he never told Mother where it was or anyone else. Many have looked for it, but none have ever found the place yet. <laughs> so imagine, loud. Imagine living in the old rest if everyone was as loud as that. God almighty. You cannot be Firstly, a cowboy. That was three or four times as loud as your normal voice. And secondly, you moved as close to the microphone as possible. <laughs> God knows what that's going to sound like. Yee-haw! Please never do that again. Sorry. Be Sorry for opening that can of it, nuggets. It's what you wanted. In the saloon, how could you order your drink with everyone shouting in that little volume? <sighs> the only way I know how to do accents is just to project. Mm. But I think I nailed it. You did I'm nail pretty it. sure. Yeah. If, well, I adjust the le- if I adjust the levels a bit so it's not quite so loud, I'm bad pretty bad. sure that was an absolutely accurate prospector's mm-hmm. daughter voice. spot on. Thanks. Oh, it's giving really... me a bit of a headache. Yeah, imagine how they felt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> imagine how we feel. <sighs> Thornton lived on Boundary Creek and mined many creeks in the area. Local historian Bill Barley speculates that the lost mine could not have been Rock Creek or its tributaries such as Jolly, McKinney and Baker because that round trip would require two days travel from Jack's cabin. The Kettle River and Boundary Creek could not be the location because the gold was too fine and sparse when compared to Thornton's gold. Bill Barley believes the area where Jack found his gold was 4th of July Creek with its tributaries. A local prospector in Greenwood named Peter Den Hartog claimed he found Jolly Jack's lost mine. The gold Hartog found in Skeff Creek matched the characteristics of Jack's gold. Skeff Creek is a tributary of 4th of July Creek and is the reputed location of Jolly Jack's lost mine. So the gold could still be there? Is yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, let's go. <clears throat> go for let's go. prospecting. We, did, we didn't even go to Fatty Arbuckles an hour and a half oh, away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't, didn't we? To get our arteries filled with gold. Yeah. And yet you expect us to go all the way to California. For gold. Uh, can't, honestly, I can't even... And we'll fit right in because we got... The voice. We've got the voice. Yeah, we're actually we're not in California. We're in British Columbia in Canada. Oh really? Yeah. So my, my accent was all wrong. Oh. So shall, I, oh. shall I have another go? <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? I looked at the map and I just saw that sliver on the the west, and I thought it was. Um... I just thought. Okay. Prospect. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure the accent was still correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyone who prospects, where's Dungarees? Yeah. Who yeah. speaks like that, and that's what their daughters sound like. Yeah. And I imagine you were carrying some buckets. Yeah, I was. That's, that's what I got in my yeah I, yeah I pictured that as well yeah yeah you've really painted the scene yeah I've got a, a, a wrong scene in the wrong place yeah but you painted a good scene a bit racist possibly even. maybe oh definitely yeah but you know that's what we do best 
Skeptics. Oh, I hate skeptics. Some skeptics claim Thornton did not have a lost source of placer gold. E. Jacobs wrote about Thornton following his death. The account was written in May 1903, issue of Mining Record. I bet that was a good read. Mining, Mining Record. Records. The article does not indicate that Jack ever had any secret placer location or lost mine. Thornton lived in a periodical pension allowance from the US government. Miss Thornton took in day work and washing to support the family. This account does not indicate someone who had an unlimited amount of gold at their disposal. <laughs> no shit. Some local prospectors believe Jolly Jack had gold stashed from older claims he once worked. On April the 3rd, 1903, Jack Thornton died. He didn't have a mine full of gold. No. Why not? It's quite obvious. Why not? Because of all that last paragraph. What, the bit that yeah. a bit under sceptics? Yeah, just because they're sceptics. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at the word sceptics. <laughs> like everyone's just supposed to blindly believe whatever they've been told. Yeah, have you never watched The X-Files? Mm, not really. You're Gillian Anderson. Of course. I'm David Duchovny. <laughs> and that's how we and live our lives. I feel the weird little creepy alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's just pretty much how it is in my head. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he managed to get Jolly Creek, a tributary of Rock Creek is named after him, mm -hmm. and Jolly Jack Creek, another tributary of Boundary Creek, is also named after him. Um, see, the problem with that part of the world, up in Canada and Minnesota, where there is just so many lakes and rivers yeah. and tributaries, you've got to name them after somebody. That's mm -hmm. hard work. I reckon that we could, without too much work, Fine. get ourselves a Wikishuffle Lake somewhere in Minnesota. Let's go. All right, let's try. Let's do it. Thanks for listening to our first podcast of the year, guys. Much Yay. appreciated. Chris, say bye-bye. Bye. Phil, uh, you have some post. I've got some post. How dismissive. Well, sure. I just left the room. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're out now. Off you go, the listeners are gonna oh, you're, Go home. Oh, shush, your contribution is done. You said bye. Yeah. That's okay. it from you now. It's yeah. just me and Phil now. Okay? Just sit there on your hands. Right. Let the grown-ups do some podcasting. Shit. So, Phil. Shut up. Phil? Uh, yeah. I believe you have some post. We've had some post over the Christmas period. We've had a long period without any recording, so some of this is quite old. But we want to express our gratitude to Carissa of the Lucky 10,000 podcast, who has sent us a lovely postcard from... From... Yeah, where is it? It's in Dallas somewhere. I thought it was oh, more yeah, specific Dallas, than yeah. that. No, it's just Dallas, I think. But it looks nice in that photo. I'm not full of racists like I imagined. I don't think you can say that from a single postcard. I guess. They're very nice on the Lucky 10,000 podcast. They don't they seem are, racist very nice, at all. Yeah. I know, but that's the impression that I get. It's like Dallas is the very conservative, gun-toting, racist place. And then you got Austin with all Which, the cool people. That's where the cool people of Texas hang out, is it? Just saying, Carissa... If you want to be cool. You're in the wrong end of Texas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have either of us ever you know, been yeah. to Texas? Thanks for the postcard, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to Texas? Uh, no. No, me neither. <laughs> so are we in any way qualified to talk about um, Texas? I might have. Shut it's up! Just shut you up. You said goodbye. God. Unless you've been to Texas. Well, maybe I have. You have haven't. You? No. Then shush. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Minesweeper. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you also to Lauren and James for our Christmas cards and mm -hmm. to Ashley for our Christmas cards and yeah, to... Yeah, 
anybody else who said any nice things to us over the festive period of which there have been a few um so thank you for that we've been very quiet on the social media over our christmas break but we hope to get going with a gusto in the new year and uh, trying to encourage some new listeners so tell all your friends leave us a review on itunes five stars five stars only or five one star reviews no 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 no, no that's no, no that's much worse that's terrible Don't yeah do one that. five star five five star reviews would be optimum mm. failing that one five star review don't leave any one star reviews no i mean how could you in good conscience how could you leave would we this? accept a four star review i don't think we have any say in which ones we accept or not that's no, the nature that's of the scary judgment yeah thing, isn't it? but five star reviews is where we're going with this okay also look us up on the twitters at wiki shuffle pod and give us a follow there and you can find us on Facebook. However, both Jack and Chris have abandoned Facebook. Yeah, because it's just kind of bullshit, isn't it? But that's true of so many things in the modern world. I know, and I'm trying to uh, remove all the bullshit from my life. Okay, good. Facebook's no, that's, first thing to go. So Facebook has See been just gone. Yeah. So do you not feel that there might have been some stuff out there that you did that you might want to see again in the future? That's what would worry me, because you've lost... What have I lost? I... Photographs of myself. Don't want them. I've got a mirror. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's all there is. Chris. Oh no, I'm never going to see. This. Chris is gone. I'm inviting him back. Okay. I'm inviting him back right. into the okay. fold. Okay. How's your life post Facebook? It's fine. No one talks to me anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. How's Minesweeper going? <laughs> Badly. <laughs> <laughs> So oh. there endeth episode 46. Hooray. Hooray. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're getting very close to episode 50, and we've got something special in the plans for that. But Do we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh, right, that's never going to work. It'll work. It won't work. work. It will work. It won't work. Seriously, don't even listen to episode 50. It's going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If I expressly say cut that out, please cut it out. Yeah, because that's worked so well for us. All right, but would you go back and kill Jesus as a baby? Baby killing doesn't sit comfortably with me, no matter who the baby. This is a, this is another theme with you, where baby killing isn't <laughs> always the answer. Not always, but sometimes. No. One in 100 babies should be killed, so I'm just going to look in front of a mirror and touch myself. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.